Welcome, welcome. It's debatable. I'm Dominique. That's David. Alabaster has some questions for us. Give it to us. Okay, guys. Uh, what was your takeaway from game four of the Celtics and Heat? Takeaway. Uh, we got another game. I don't know. I feel like it's not much to take away from that game. I guess if Gabe Vincent is hobbled, that changes the di- what, what type what, what what sentence is that? I never thought that I'd be saying <laughs> an injured Gabe Vincent might change the paradigm of the Eastern Conference Finals, but that is where we are. Uh, we'll see how how well he plays or how well he or how well he feels in the next game, and that will have a big impact. But I, I don't feel all that more confident in uh, the Celtics. But I also feel like maybe the clock struck. No, because actually all the role players played well. It was Jimmy and Bam who didn't show up today. So the the Heat are probably going to finish this in five. Okay, can I can I rewind a little bit before we before we we get to this? Like we we've heard Alabaster's voice. I mean, I imagine most people from Debatable watch the brand new and improved Dominique Foxworth show. Oh, it is brand new and, and improved. And. Alabaster's a pretty man. We have can we can we spend some time and talk about how pretty this man is? I've, I've mentioned this on social uh, media that we're gonna looks get like a Disney, uh, looks like a fastest, Disney prince, the fastest producer interjection in uh, in debatable <laughs> history. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying he's just he's just uh, he's just a, a, an adorable young man. I suggest everybody. We all always like all it. Seem let's just let's do a, a side by side of Alabaster's glow up in David Dennis's muscles. Maybe we should put Alabaster's head on David Dennis's <laughs> muscles and just create the perfect man. The perfect actual man of <laughs> of uh, of everybody's dreams. Anyway, so. Basketball. I was just so distracted. We've only seen his beautiful hands. Now everybody go watch Dominique's pod and, and see Alabaster's beautiful face, if for nothing else. Uh yeah, this was um man, this is just the Celtics, man. This is about the Celtics. They make threes, they win games. They just have these games once or twice in a series where they can't miss their threes and they get confident because they can't miss their threes and they win. And like they were 19 for 42 at 42 percent from three. Uh, it would have been, you know, even better if they had a better first half. They just went nuclear in the third quarter, and they win the game. They they get all of their energy from that. They play better defense. They move the ball better when they start hitting threes. And we've seen this throughout these last few years, their playoff run. And that's what they did. And the Heat sort of came back to earth at the same time that the Celtics were making their threes. And this is what the series was supposed to look like this game. Okay, so I'm with you on all that. However, this year's playoffs have been the most ridiculous, unpredictable playoffs that I can ever remember watching in the NBA. What Mm -hmm. would be more ridiculous and absurd than a team down three to zero coming back to win? It is possible for no other reason other than this year is crazy. But I guess Mm -hmm. my question for you is, what would we have to believe? What is the assumption that we would have to accept to convince ourselves that the Celtics will come back and win this in seven games and rip off four wins in a row? I mean, the Celtics are just a better team. <laughs> it's just like they're just a better team. They have better players on their team. I mean, I don't, I don't believe they're coming back. I think this series is going to be over in six. It might be a tight six game. 
uh, just because they, they just dug themselves such a, a deep hole. Like going down 0-3, of course, we know the stats. Nobody's ever come back from that in the NBA, yada, yada, yada. But this game is what this series was supposed to look like. It was supposed to look like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown flying up and down the court, Jimmy Butler trying to carry this team. Um, you know, there were, you know, Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin looked like they scored enough points, but they just, there were moments out there where they looked like deer in headlights as, as the Celtics were just playing better defense. The Celtics just have better players on their yeah. team. They're supposed so to that's be what, that's the point. Team. That's what I'm saying is when I thought about this series before it happened, I thought the Celtics were going to win because of that reason. And then we watch the game, and I don't feel like the Celtics don't have better players. So I guess I'm trying to work myself into believing that this game mattered more than it actually did. It didn't just give us one more game of content, that it is possible. Because if there is going to be a comeback from three down, it's going to be because the other team is just better and... They were unlucky early or they had injured players, which injured players isn't the the concern. It has to be something that is a crazy anomaly. And the crazy anomaly is the team that is by far, in a way, more talented at just about every position. I guess with the exception of Bam and Jimmy, I think most people would take the Celtics matchup and have a deeper bench. Like That's a recipe. And maybe I'm just trying to cook this up into something that's interesting. But I do think if there was going to be a chance for something like this to happen, it would be with this team, except for the fact that all the analysts say that they don't got no dog in them. They had some dog tonight. That was nice way to dog. No, the Celtics have no dog in them. The they Celtics only do this when they hit threes. That's all it is. Like the Celtics do not know how to grind. So it I think out that's the that's the question. That's the, that's the answer to the question I was asking you. Is the assumption that we would have to believe is that they're just going to be hot from three from here on out. That's it, right? Well, well no, I mean, if, when this series started, if I were to say what was more likely, the Celtics win four games in a row or the Heat win three games in a row, you would probably say that the Celtics win three games in a row. I mean, four games in a row because they're just a better team. They're, they are the one seed playing mm-hmm. – uh, uh, I mean, two yeah. seed playing an eight seed. Like, that's what's supposed to happen. The problem is they lost the first three games. So now – you have the I like there's no I don't feel like there's a way that they're going to win these games without the Heat stealing one of these games. I mean, this team was falling apart emotionally, mentally. The pregame, they were talking about Jalen Brown asking questions about the offseason already. You know, like this team, even the first half, after the first half, this game felt over. They just got hot in the third quarter and looked suddenly like a better team. They've always been talking already been talking about don't let me win one game. Oh, don't let us win this game because it's over. Yada, yada, yada. Like, embarrassing. The, the dog does not live inside of any of their hearts and souls. Yeah. I think the Heat are going to win. You know, the Heat, I would, think, I would be surprised if this goes seven. But this game is what this series was supposed to look like. Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if the Heat don't win also because the Celtics aren't going to be consistent enough because that's one thing they haven't been all year is consistent. And certainly in the playoffs, they're not going to be consistent enough to win four games in a row. Maybe it's the living and dying by the three. Maybe it's the lack of dog, which I, I honestly, like, I feel bad. I'm, I'm being kind of sarcastic when I keep saying that because I kind of hate that as analysis. That uh, particularly when everyone else, just like regular people on the street and and just sports journalists are like, man, they, they things get tough for them and they quit. 
Like, I mean, that just seems like a ridiculous statement to make about the team. I guess I have to accept it if Charles Barkley and Shaq are saying it, but they also said at halftime of this game that the Celtics were going to lose because they didn't have any fight. And Charles Barkley, or no, Shaq was criticizing Jason Jason Tatum's high-five etiquette on the sideline, which it just seemed absurd that we're just picking on these guys. A guy who just scored 51 in a closeout game. It's just like the ups and downs of the playoffs are wearing me the hell out. Well, this this is, I think, I mean, we're talking about the Lakers. I mean, we're sort of skipping around a little bit. But I, to me, one of the, ta- the takeaways from game four, Lakers-Nuggets, is just like, I'm going to miss LeBron. And like this championship thing that is inside of people to like go beyond the level of exhaustion right to what like to see what it actually means to leave it all on the floor like LeBron chasing guys around defensively hands on his knees like he does that I mean Steph game seven against the Kings and Steph at the even at the end of that Lakers series when they were losing he was just chucking shots and saying like we're going to go out with me shooting these baskets Giannis has that where he's just like I'm gonna go to the free throw line this season not included but like you know the finals where it's just like i'm gonna just give it all and like there is a level of that sort of like i'm going to leave it all on the floor that a lot of these other guys don't have like tatum and brown have this thing that like if it's not going their way they don't know how to just like take it to that next level where you feel like they have left everything they have on the court and beat ain't got it harden ain't got it a lot of these players ain't got it when I look at LeBron unfair. and how tired LeBron was out on that full out that floor, I have not seen that from the Celtics. And he he took two terrible shots at the end of the game, so he did not go beyond the point of exhaustion. Exhaustion caught his. And also, well, it did. Like, it did. You're, it did. you're making an argument that that they somehow aren't playing well and can fight through. No, the time when Giannis was like blacking out, he was hitting his free throws and he was hitting shots. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, what. LeBron missed two shots in his game four. I guess I'm, I feel like I need to defend Tatum and Brown because yes, they played poorly, but that's it. They played poorly. It's not as if they're like, they aren't the same people who dug down and got to the finals last year. They aren't the same people who dug down and got this close or were down a full game and won six and seven against the, the uh, 76ers. Like, it just feels unfair. And now we got a producer interjection, and I know his dark soul is going to come on your side to tell me that something is inefficient or insignificant, not insignificant, well, uh, inadequate. That's why do we have to defend Jalen Brown after his performance in this game? He had 16 points on 16 shots, was one of five from three, <laughs> one of five from the free throw line, doesn't play defense anymore, can't really dribble, can't pass. I'm not defending him and his contribution. I guess what I'm defending is the idea that they are like, they don't have the clutch gene. It's essentially the analysis that I'm hearing from David and many other people. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not about clutch gene. Cause like you can still miss your shots and do that. Like I just, when I watched them, when I watched them with the, against the Warriors last, last year in the playoffs in the finals, it was like the Warriors have figured us out. We got nothing left. We're going to lose this series. There was not a there. Like when I've watched the Lakers at the end of game four, I said LeBron James tried everything he had in his spirit to win that game. And he lost. There was nothing more like more that he could have done. The shots were there because he was beyond exhaustion. Right. When I look at Tatum and Brown, I see a team that if I'm hitting my threes, 
and things are looking easy, then I can beat anybody and I'll be good. Like game seven was Jason Tatum just nailing shots. The shots were falling, right? But when the shots do not fall, what do you have? What are, Where's the feeling that, okay, the Celtics left it all out there and gave it their all and they look exhausted. They look like they are trying their best. No, usually they look like a team that if they're not executing well, they just give up. And that's what they've done in the argument. first three games against the Miami Heat. Like, I just don't feel like that. That's I feel like the championship players just... leave it all out there. Oh, gosh. No, I'm, I refuse. You give me this check before I lose my mind because I'm not going to do this. Leave it all out there. Like, leave the idea out. that they aren't trying. And, like, Jason Tatum, when he's not hitting his threes in, in this game, he attacked the basket. He did it in the previous game also. He just had a bunch of turnovers, which was, like, not because he wasn't trying. He, he was trying. He just was failing. Well, let, 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 and the let, idea let, let me... that... Like, okay, he's not LeBron. That's fine. But the idea that you're pointing to Giannis as an example of somebody who, when things aren't going well, just turns into a different player. Things weren't going well this year, and he didn't want the ball in a closeout game. But because right, so he won one more series, we're going to act like Jason Tatum doesn't have that same ability. And when Giannis was having those great games and was blacking out on everybody, was going in. It's not, it wasn't like, oh, I refuse to. Yes, you can try harder and you can try harder and you can try harder, but sometimes you just get your beat. That don't mean that you're not tough. That don't mean you don't got no clutch gene. It means you're in the NBA and you might get your beat. This is a disappointing loss for the entire Celtics team. Somehow deciding that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are like some step below emotionally of these other players to me feels unfair, especially coming off of a big closeout where they won six and seven back to back. Like that's hard to do. That's dig down deep type of stuff, right? Not, no, not against. Did you see how Embiid and James Harden played in those games? They went to the finals. Played? You, so you, you can get you can get all the way to the NBA Finals without ever digging down deep. They've been in the conference finals. It feels like every year since they've been in the league, and we just act like all of a sudden they had a couple of bad games that that these guys they saw, they quit, they don't care, they're not high fiving enough on the sidelines. It to me feels unfair. Interjectino. Well, did we just forget that the Celtics won this game by seventeen points? I know, right, right, right. They are great. <laughs> Okay, I got it. Okay, I would do. I will. I will ask this question. Defer to you as the athlete. And so, as as the so, here's the question: Like, was there ever a point when you were like, because I would think about this today. Like, when you came, like maybe out of college to NFL, where you like felt like there was a different level of exhaustion or a different level of exertion that you had reached once you got to a different level, or was uh, it just sort of all the same? Like, as far as exhaustion, no. I think the most tired I ever was in high school because I had to do everything. Mm. So, yeah, like, the the pushing it past the point, like, yeah, nah. I mean, and also, I'm not LeBron James. So, like, that's – I don't know. Maybe he could do something special. But I just think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's issues are not a result of them having no dog or small hearts or whatever everyone says about them. You're the you're the LeBron James of debatable. <laughs> I think that's a compliment, maybe. We'll see. I'm gonna my last segment is gonna be real, real bad. It's gonna be part, real bad. I think partly because there's a level of exhaustion at uh at these hours of, of the night. So we're pushing through, man. We got the we got that dog in us right now. So tired. Yeah, we'll see. Your takes better not fall off because I'm gonna call you out if your takes get weak.
Jason Tatum um, and Jalen Brown would not be doing this this show right now. They'd quit before before we started rolling. They, they can't won. handle. <laughs> they can't they handle what we got game. right now. And they you're saying handle. that they're not as good as the team, or they're not as like mentally tough as a team that just got swept. Which, like, yeah, actually, is kind of accurate because they played the Nuggets. But anyway, we'll see. All right, yeah. Alabaster, moving on, moving on. Hmm. Okay, uh, pivoting to the West. Do you expect to see LeBron in a Lakers jersey next season? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess the question is: Is he going to retire? I, I or I guess he could move in order to try to chase a championship. I'm not sure what those options are. And I'm not like it it felt like the move to LA was for more than just basketball. He won a championship, which I think justifies his stay as long as he wants to be there. I, I can't imagine LeBron James. It's not like football where it's uh, a few months. Like the basketball season, you kind of live in that new place. And I don't know that LeBron James wants to leave Bronny's guy at U- USC. Everyone seems happy there. They set up a home base, which maybe winning a championship matters more, but it feels like I can't imagine LeBron going. He's going to pretend like he goes elsewhere to give us something to talk about because that's my dog. He knows how to feed the content machine, but mm-hmm. he ain't going nowhere. I need LeBron to do some more of this before, uh, but between now and game one of the finals, because it's going to be pretty dry over here <laughs> on the content side of the world. If LeBron, if LeBron don't, don't say something, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, yeah, he's got to stay in LA space jam three and house party seven got to get made. But you know, I think, look, and I just praise LeBron, but also this is what LeBron does when yeah. he loses. And he, does, he gives us a little something to nibble on to like, have us talking about him. Like, I feel like we did not spend enough time, um as a as a journalistic community laughing at the post final sweep cast that he wore um and the press conference because that is just like prime lebron that is like the typical lebron nugget of like let's keep this thing going and that's what he's doing there was no hint of lebron not coming back i think the closest we may get to that is if depending on how much of next season he misses based on what's going on with his foot right or the feet you know, like, I think that that might be something that happens, but LeBron is not retiring. Come on. Like, that's – thank you, yeah, LeBron, for giving us something to talk about, but there's no way you retire. He said he's still better than 90 or 95% of the league, so no reason to go anywhere. I'm surprised that he gave it up to that 5%. But, yeah, the, I don't know. We'll see a different version of LeBron uh, probably because it is – father time is catching up to him. Like, he's been more injured in the last few seasons than he ever has before, and – uh He's been settling for a lot of jump shots in this in this series that's over now. So yeah, I, I think he'll find another way to impact the game, but he's not gonna stop playing. That would just be so sudden. I feel like LeBron is is a uh retirement tour guy too. He's yeah, he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna get the Kobe treatment. Oh, he's gonna get the most ridiculous. Not I wanna say ridiculous, because it would be well deserved. Like yeah, it'll be a deserved but it's gonna like, be over the top. Yeah, it's going to be... He's going to get gifts at every city he visits. He's going to do the whole thing. You think LeBron's going to pass on that? And again, he deserves it. I wish I could get a farewell chore. I'm showing no judgment in that. But given what we know about LeBron, he he wants us to celebrate him. He wants every city... Oh, Remember when Draymond told Paul Pierce they don't love you like that? That was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if Draymond... His retirement tour. 
and yeah, he got nothing. And all everybody did was make fun of him. I wonder what Draymond, how Draymond's going to take LeBron's retirement. Oh, you know? it's going to be devastated. Yeah, it's going to be oh. tough for him. I wonder if he, how many. I wonder if he's going to miss every Warriors game that coincides with the LeBron <laughs> game on the last day of season. Maybe we'll just tour around with LeBron. Yeah. Um, I mean, they might be on the same team. Yeah, maybe he'll just tour around with LeBron wearing Lakers colors. Or maybe they'll trade LeBron for Draymond and Clay, and they'll and, and LeBron will go to the Warriors. Who knows? Gosh, that'd be funny. Draymond be pretty yeah. upset with that. Yeah, like he'll be, you know, so close, but dead so far from his from his bestie. But no, LeBron isn't going anywhere. He, I mean, 40, 10, and nine in his last game with like two busted feet. Um, that whole time. I mean, there was there's some. I think Wendy had some chatter about. Uh, maybe LeBron might be interested in trading Anthony Davis for a little bit of help or something like that, which I don't see how that's going to work. I mean, I just think, yeah. I think this team's going to try to have to run it back. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I felt going into game four and LeBron's performance sort of solidified that, that he might've been thinking that too, like that this was his last conference finals game at home, especially, I think this was probably, um, he knew that there was a possibility it was his last deep run into the playoffs, the last shot he had. And he played like it. And that's sort of probably something that's on his mind as much as anything. It's like, what is the last couple of years of his career going to look like when he's not really playing for a championship? Because I don't think he will be. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I guess they were, what, an eight seed this year? No, they weren't they eight were seed, seven seed. They would have play, played the Nuggets and been out. They were a seven seed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, depending on how things break and injuries and health, maybe LeBron is someone who could find his way back into another conference final. But I, I remember writing off Steph Curry before they won that championship last year. Did you? Did that happen? You wrote them I mean, off? I mean, something like that. That's what the yeah. word on the street is. So Yeah, you were framed. Yeah, I was. I, I don't know if LeBron, I'm not ready to write him off, even though I wrote him off before the playoffs started. But I've written him back in. What's that? What are you doing? Everything is you know, a little periscope action. I'm doing the zero for LeBron. We're doing oh. zero... Zero. Oh, yeah, we did that already. We did the zero, the king crown. The zero. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing, we're taking the king crown off and putting a zero for how many conference finals it's going to be to. What you got, producer interjection? Is there a situation you'd want to see LeBron play in? Do you want to see him play for another team? Does it feel sad to see him ring chase? Does it feel lame to see him go to another team? Do you think there's a future where he can win in LA? What do you guys think is the best outcome here? There's definitely a future where he can win in L.A. I think Austin Reeves is going to have to continue to improve. Uh, A.D. is going to have to play for an entire season and be healthy and dominate in the playoffs, which he's shown the ability to do, and they're going to need to make one more phantom move that I don't know what it is yet, but I know it's not Kyrie Irving. But they're going to need to make at least one more move, and that's possible. So we'll see. Uh, And I, I... None of it makes me sad. Like, to see him ring chase doesn't really bother me. To see him go to another team, maybe I'm alone in that. But I I get it. Seeing, like, a fat old player in a New Jersey is awkward and uncomfortable. But LeBron ain't that. Yeah, and he's not bad. Like, if we saw him being trash and just going around and wearing magic jerseys or whatever, then it'd be hard to watch. But that's not the LeBron that I expect to see. Yeah, like let's not forget LeBron lost to the best team in the league. You know, like yeah. he just, he could not carry his team beyond the best team in the league. 
in the conference finals where he scored 40 points in the last game. Like there's not going to be a world where LeBron averages like 13 and six and wins a championship. Like, I don't think it's possible for LeBron to bring chase because there's not a ready-made championship team right now in the league for him to go to. I mean, it's not like he's going to go to Denver or go to Phoenix or go to this team. That's like just one step away. He's going to be a centerpiece in the championship. If he does go somewhere. So I don't think there is a sad ending to the LeBron James thing like he's by the time he retires he'll probably be retired as a 25 point per game player you know and looking like somebody who's 10 years younger than he is so I don't think there's a sad outcome for him I just don't think that the Lakers are gonna do this again yeah I I think it's a long shot but I think it's possible and he always said he well not always but he said he wanted to play with Steph and then there were these rumors about him going to Dallas two things that I would not like to see but I'd rather see him do that than retire because he's still playing well. Yeah, he's not going to do the Shaq thing. Like the Shaq thing was a ring chasing end of the career type of deal that we've seen. LeBron ain't going to do that. He's probably going to be more mercenary. I'm going to go to your team and score 25 points and be a really important part of a championship team if that's something that you choose to do. Then buy it. Or you could just score a million points. Like, or you could just score a bunch of points and everybody be in all the fact that he's averaging 30 points at the age of 40. Yeah. Check. All right, last one. Um, we should probably talk about the Nuggets, the best team in the league, uh, who are going to the finals for the first time in their franchise's history after sweeping the Lakers. Are we giving Jokic and the Nuggets enough credit for how dominant they've been in the postseason? I don't think anyone is really talking about them as sort of a super team or as like a dominant one seed. Yeah, I mean, I think we are. Uh... I guess the thing that's unfair and is also true is this world is a biased place. If the Lakers were doing what the what the uh, Nuggets were doing, we'd talk about them a lot more. If it was the Warriors, the Knicks, uh, the Bucks, just about any team that we are that's either in a big market or a team that we're familiar more familiar with. So yeah, that's slightly unfair. But I don't think that their path to the finals has been like the most daunting. They've been dominating teams that you would expect a, a future champ to dominate. So at some point, we'll celebrate them. I guess for winning the championship, but I, I do feel like there is some inherent bias that we all just kind of know is there. And we all also know this team is really, really freaking good. No one's pretending like they're bad. It's just, we, we're not as familiar with them, which I think leads us to talk more about a team. If you already know you're expecting preseason, like this team is going to be dominant. Then we're accustomed to, it and we're ready to talk about how dominant they are. That wasn't, the Nuggets, and maybe it's our fault for not knowing it or not believing it, but that wasn't who they were. Yeah, I mean, I think that's this is what comes with parity and the fact that the West was sort of a mess. Like, there was no – the Nuggets, especially if, if it's the Heat that they play in the finals, will not really take on a juggernaut and beat a juggernaut team at any point in this playoffs. I mean, I think the, the Suns were the closest to that, but, I mean, the Lakers were still a seven seed. The Suns were, you know, vastly, you know, imperfect team – and there was no sort of like insurmountable or just like really challenging team that they're not going to go seven at any point in this playoffs. They're just going to dominate teams that they were better than. But to that point, I mean, statistically what they're doing is just incredible. I think uh, Murray's the first or one of the only players to go 35 and five uh, into the finals. Jokic averaging a triple double in the playoffs going into the finals. Like they're doing all kind of incredible things as a team 
that are world beating type of team, the type of playoff run. This is sort of like that Spurs 2014 run where they just were sort of dominant, but it's sort of, but at that Spurs team beat LeBron's heat, you know, like there was a team that like they dominated that made them look even better than they, you know, that made them look better and looks good on their resume. The Nuggets just don't have that team, but they are, I mean, they swept the Lakers team, you know, like they look good. They looked really good at, at all points. And, they, and whoever they play in the finals, they're going to smoke them. And this is going to end up being a really dominant run. And probably in the the most games, they're going to end up like they're going to look more challenged against the Wolves than they did at any point throughout the rest yeah. of the playoffs. And that's the not their time. fault. I guess like it's not their fault. So that is um, incredibly unfair. But it just hit me that we've seen Jokic demonstrate that ability that you were talking about. You didn't bring his name up, but he was a player who's had, uh, what was that? That was game three where he had kind of a bad game. And then in the fourth quarter, we're like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and win this. I don't know yeah. what y'all think about, but I'm going to go ahead and take this from you. So whatever that is, that thing that you made up and you think Jason Tatum doesn't have, except for tonight, uh, Jokic has it and his team has it, and they're going to win the championship, which is fun. Jokic played, what, 62 minutes against uh, Portland a couple years ago? Dog. Exhausted. Dog. Left it all on the court. I think, but, you know, I do think, that one of the things that happens with na- narrative wise with first time champions is a lot of times the next year is how yeah. we look back on that team. You know, yeah. we go back to that first Warriors championship and they that the 73 and 9. And it was like, oh, actually they were maybe great <laughs> last year. And I think the Nuggets, how we look at them next season and how they perform next season, how they come out the gate, will be right. like, oh, actually, this was the team. Cause now we're looking at them and looking for them to be great. And that's sort of how we judge first-time champions a lot of times, whether it's fair or not, but that's just some, something yeah. that we do. No, that's a great point because they are going – we are going to know them better, and they are going yeah. to have higher expectations. And it's going to be a team that we watch more closely, which is crazy to say uh, back-to-back MVP. It's not a team that was watched all of that closely this year, but it wasn't. It wasn't a team – it seemed like people were putting – looking for reasons to not believe in them, including me. And we've all been made to look be look pretty to look pretty stupid. And next year, I will be, not be hesitant to pick them and we'll celebrate when they go 73 and 9. Or yes, or whatever they do. And, and, and I think eight. also we don't talk about the like we don't watch big men in the same way that we did like maybe in the 90s, but Jokic has eviscerated some of the best centers in the league on the way to this finals. Like he outplayed Anthony Davis. He let, he pants Deandre Ayton, like left the man a weeping puddle in the corner by game two against Phoenix and dominated Rudy Gobert, who we can all have all these things to say about him, but he is, uh, you know, one of the best defenders in the league in terms of big men. And he dominated all these guys on the way there. And he's, going to probably look really good against Bam Adebayo, who is also a perennial all-defensive player in the league. And so, you know, Jokic Jokic is going to leave a trail of big guys who he has made look silly throughout this entire playoffs. With no explosion, with not nary a fast twitch muscle uh, in his body. It's, It's impressive, not exciting, but impressive. He needs to work out with me so he can get some muscle definition, really. You know I thought it. I wasn't going to say it. I feel like I've gone too hard on on your playing body. 
But uh, he needs anyway. to he needs he needs to come and uh come to the gym and start banging and clanging, and get some of that muscle up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> clanging and banging. All right, what's up, yes, Alabama? Indeed. You don't think it's exciting watching him play? I feel like he like is like one of the most incredible shot makers, along with the passing. Like what he did in Game Four was outrageous. I don't think I said it wasn't exciting, but it's not explosive. Uh, you put together a Jokic highlight package, and if it's not the like the if you're not marveling at the passes that he sees and throws, mm-hmm. that those are like the the like exciting highlight plays but like how he scores and how he orchestrates the offense it ain't John Moran out there like it ain't LeBron James it's like his big highlight from this series is shooting threes from his spinal cord like those ain't pretty they're like wow but you're not catching alleys crossing people over to hitting those step backs he just efficient and monotonous i feel like is the best word for it but you know i do think those threes kind of help the highlight package you know like those threes are like have like those threes were the things that like when you're watching with somebody who doesn't know anything about basketball they're like that's a ridiculous thing he did you know like a lot of times you got to end up explaining to people what Jokic is doing great because it just looks like a big guy making shots that look easy but the threes were like if somebody walked in and never seen basketball before, they're like, that is an impossible thing that this guy just did. So I think that kind of those shots kind of helped mainstream Jokic's talent a little bit. And, okay. you know, for, for folks, we're reaching, we're reaching. Like, I appreciate watching him, but let's not pretend like it's like it's explosive and exciting. Like, it, it's, it, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's an exciting watch to watch Jokic. Okay. All right. You're un, uninvited from the Sloan Conference with that kind of attitude, sir. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get all jazzed up about analytics, efficient play. I want to see somebody do something spectacular. I, I don't know. I Call me weird. I, I feel like I'm positioned <laughs> like I'm anti-Jokic. I'm not. I appreciate what he does, but his highlight package is crazy passes, which is cool, but it does not involve the type of things that get young people excited about basketball. We can pretend like it does if we want to, I'm not taking anything away from him. He deserved his MVPs. He's the best player in the in the league at this moment. All those things are fine and dandy. However, nobody's at the playground yelling Jokic before they do the move that they've been practicing. That is, I I don't think that there's a bunch of kids out here doing this or making. I can't, I can't believe we're starting this from the with, nail. We started with you defending the one in three Tatum and Brown and. Crapping on Jokic, I know, as you're I'm, doing. I'm in. I'm in a lose lose. I must be tired, but I mean, to be fair, there are definitely kids with Jason Tatum jerseys trying to hit that step back. There is nobody at the nail of their local YMCA trying to, to hit backdoor cutters. Not one. Maybe they should. Maybe this game needs more fundamentals. Maybe we should take oh, away the dunk. Gosh. Maybe Bob we should Ryan, take it back to. Yeah, him. maybe we should get get rid of the three point shot. Take away the dunk. Take away all these players who who wear all this flashy jewelry. Bring back the dress code. Give me some more gym rats. Give me some traditional oh, basketball. Gosh. Bring back Bob Cousy. Oh gosh, you know, Pistol Pete. I can't. I mean, but to be guys. fair, Jason Tatum is a much more traditional basketball player than Jokic. Yo, I mean, Jokic literally won that series on a one foot step back three. 
um, for the record. Uh, also, for he's a one minute fast break. <laughs> for what record? You guys are arguing an argument that I'm not arguing. But yes, Jokic is better, and Jokic does things that are impressive and impactful. But we all know it's just more unique and exciting. And you know what he has in his chest? All German Shepherd, right up in there. Rottweiler, right in that, in that, ca- in that, in that chest cavity. All up in there. Oh gosh! Congratulations, you dog. Killed, oh. <laughs> you killed me in the final seconds of this <laughs> uh, phenomenal program. Yes, Jokic. Dominic, you just would rather watch Durant just take step back mid range jump shots over and over again against the defender with the same move. So exciting. Okay, this is just terrible. Now you just try to corner me in again with a terrible argument. <laughs> Durant dunks. He dunks. Oh, God. Time it's, time. All, it's all about dunking. That's, he handles the, the ball with uh, incredible dexterity. Like, I'm not – are you trying to make it seem like I'm arguing <laughs> that these people are better? I know they're better. This is not an argument to be had. Anyone who watches these games knows that Jokic is not explosive. You are trying to convince me that he's explosive. Exciting. You said exciting. I said explosive. Run, Run back. back to tank. Run back to tank. With not nary a fast twitch muscle uh, in his body. It's, it's impressive. Not exciting, but impressive. You said explosive. I said, I mean, whatever. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Give me some confetti. Or don't. Maybe I didn't earn it. Leave me alone. I'm going to sleep.